You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cyberwire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. So Joker is one of the most uh, prominent uh, malware families that is targeting Android devices. That's Deepin Desai. He's Chief Information Security Officer and VP of Security Research and Operations at Zscaler. The research we're discussing today is titled Joker Joking in Google Play. Joker Malware Targets Google Play Store with New Tactics. And now a word from our sponsor, Six Sense. SixSense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With SixSense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals, confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose SixSense, visit SixSense.com. And it was uh, primarily designed to steal SMS messages, contact lists, device information, you know, uh, anything that uh, the bad guys can take uh, advantage of uh, for financial gains. They'll also use uh, the infected devices to sign the victim up for some of the premium services. And so what drew your attention to Joker this round? Why why a, a newly refreshed look at them? Right. So the team has been tracking this family. It's, it is it is still one of the more 
prevalent families. Uh, and what is uh, what is slightly of concern is, I mean, despite increase in all the public awareness about this particular malware strain, it keeps finding its way into the Google Play Store uh, by employing changes in code, execution methods, and the way they are retrieving those uh, second and third stage payloads. So what we saw over the past uh, three months uh, was regular uploads of uh, Joker payloads to Google Play Store. And the team identified it using some of the automation that we have built in the labs. Uh, we reported over a dozen, or I should say close to a dozen malicious apps that were active on Google Play Store. Android security team was awesome. They took uh, rapid action, removed it. Uh, but as as part of the analysis that the team did, I mean, why why did we see so many apps getting through? What we noticed was uh, they did uh, two or three new changes in this latest wave. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them is they started using URL shortener services. Right, so if you're familiar with that, it's like you know using the shortened URLs like bit.ly, there are many other shortened URL service providers. So they will use that to point to that second stage payload, which will then lead to a third stage payload. It's a multi-stage payloads leveraging URL shortener services. The second change was they started uh, using XOR encryption. Uh, XOR encryption is a type of encryption that's used to basically obfuscate those uh, next stage payloads. And then they are also leveraging time-bound checks. So, uh, you know, it's not like user executes it and the malicious uh, code starts uh, running right away. Instead, they will wait for a certain time before the actual detonation of the malicious code takes place on the target device. Hmm. And then one one last thing that uh, the team also mentioned um, in the blog as well was, I mean, there is some level of screening that these uh, malware authors are doing on the infected mobile devices before executing some of the malicious functionality. Yeah, and I, I want to dig into details on on some of those things that you mentioned. Um, before we get to that, I mean, you 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 the research leads off with a, sort of a, a list of some of the names of the apps that. Uh, we're actually covering for Joker, and it struck me that uh, like one of them is uh, PDF photo scanner. There's PDF converter scanner. There's a uh, private message read scanner, print scanner. You know, these seem to be the types of apps where I have an immediate need, and I want to get that immediate need taken care of right now. So it strikes me that there's even a, a bit of a social engineering element here where. I might not be as careful with something if I'm, you know, I have a document in front of me and right now I need to scan this document. Well, get me the, you know, the, the scanner app that's at the top of that list. Exactly. And, and, and you, you sort of do rely on, on, you know, the vetting that the Play Store, the official Play Store will do for these apps. So you're spot on. Majority of the malicious apps, in fact, the team found more than 50 malicious apps in last three months. And about 40% of those were belonging to what we call tools category, right? So uh, exactly that you mentioned. And then there were other uh, categories that we noticed as well. I would say the top five categories were 
In addition to tools, we saw health and fitness. I mean, most of us are home and everyone is trying to stay fit, you know, doing some Mm -hmm. of those workouts. (laughs) There is photography app, there's personalization category apps, and then communication was the last one where we saw abuse happening with the fake apps being uploaded. And uh, one of the common theme was each of these apps uh, were, you know, generally disguised using uh, you know, the actual apps, uh, icons, wallpapers, uh, you know, um, nice looking icons uh, to target uh, the uh, victims. And do the apps actually have the functionality that they advertise? If I, do they do the thing that they, that they say they're going to do? No, in majority of the cases, they won't. So you download this, you you give it a run, and basically nothing happens, but it's too late. You've you've been infected. Yep. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, another interesting thing that you all bring up here is you've been tracking the developer names, which uh, is uh, it seems as though they're using a systematic approach to kind of not have patterns for who the the developers might be here. Yeah, they, uh, it wouldn't be surprising if they have automated uh, some of the aspects over here. Obviously, Google is deploying a lot of stuff on their end as well to flag these kind of abuse accounts uh, and abuse attempts of uploading these type of malicious payloads. And you're seeing equal evolution happening on the bad guy side as well. And these guys need to be making good amount of profit because Another thing that we noticed was, you know, the 11 payloads that were flagged very recently, there was a lot of changes in the coding style, so the modules that we saw. So they are actively putting in time in, you know, evolving the malware, the way it executes, the way it's coded, the way it's being delivered. Uh, And so we wouldn't be surprised if we keep seeing more and more stuff uh, in the coming months as well. One of the things you highlight in the research is uh, some changes that you've tracked when it comes to the command and control servers, that those interactions. Can you take us through what you're seeing? Yeah, so on the, on the CNC communication side, what we saw, one was they were making use of the shortened URL services for hosting the multi-stage payloads. They also started using different encryption methods like AES, DES, Right, for hiding the uh, multi-stage payloads and also for doing CNC communication. In some of the previous uh, variants that we saw, the CNC communication was plain text, uh, right? And uh, it was easy to fingerprint and flag and block. So there was another change that we noticed. Uh, and like I said, it's uh, part of that active evolution of this malware family that we're tracking in this newer variants. Can you walk us through the execution flow here? I mean, they they come at you in multiple steps. The typical execution flow starts with, as you mentioned at the start of the interview, you would be looking out for an app that you're looking to download to solve a certain problem, whether it's tools, whether it's health and fitness. Uh, you would Google, you will look it up on the Play Store, you download it. It gets downloaded through that URL shortener service. That will lead to download of stage one, uh, stage two, and then the final payload, which is the actual malicious payload. Right? And what they are doing as part of this campaign is they're using the, they're abusing <laughs> the notification access piece. So hmm. once installed, the malware will prompt for notification access to the user. 
right? And the notification access basically grants permission to read all notification posted by the devices and any other installed applications as well. This is basically what is used to steal sensitive information from the impacted device. Now, one of the things that you pointed out is that uh, this malware will look for the presence of some other apps. What do you think is going on with that? Yeah, so that's a common tactic that you see on a lot of PC malware, where they will look for presence of security applications. They will also look for presence of previous variant of the same malware infection. And in some cases, you know, malware belonging to a competition (laughs) if that was installed. Now, in this case, what we noticed was that that functionality was just limited to flagging if there was a previous infection already. But it wouldn't be surprising if they add additional checks uh, leveraging that same routine because now they have access to all the applications running on the device. They can use that to perform additional operations. Now, help me understand here. I mean, is it... Is it the case that when you have an app that you're putting on the Google Play Store, for example, and, and that app is has functionality for downloading multiple payloads as part of its installation process or the you know its normal range of operations, would it be accurate to say that that's a, a fairly straightforward way for a malware operator to get something onto a system where, for example, you could have you know, one payload while you're submitting your app to Google Play to say, hey, here's our app, this is what it's about, scan it, you know, have at it, do all of your safety checks. And then once you're on the store, can you then change the contents of those payloads and and off you go? Yeah, and that is exactly what a lot of these uh, malware authors abuse. Obviously, the Play Store uh, Android security team will have some level of vetting happening on a regular basis, uh, wherever there is uh, a network URL being reached out by some of the apps. But the scale at which uh, you know they are operating as well, there's millions of apps out there. Uh, it's, it's a hard problem to solve. Right, right. So what are your recommendations then? I mean, if, if I'm someone uh, going about my business using my Android device... How do I make sure that I don't fall victim to these sorts of things? Yeah, so one of the uh, one of the common recommendation we always give is you stick to the official Play Store, but you would say, hey, in this case, and that's where you found all the malware. So the right. next thing I would do is uh, look at the author that uploaded the app. You would you would be able to tell the difference between the ones that are trusted, have been around for a long time. I would even go ahead and look at the comments uh, right, that are posted. In a lot of these infected apps, what you will see is uh, the functionality is not being delivered as promised. So you will see some angry users posting comments as well. <laughs> and th- those are all telltale signs on you know, whether you can uh, trust an app or not. Do not just search and download the first app you see in the results because uh, that's basically what these guys are trying to take advantage of. Our thanks to Deepin Desai from Zscaler for joining us. The research is titled Joker Joking in Google Play. We'll have a link in the show notes. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. 
get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Trey Hester, Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Justin Sabi, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.